My name's Tim. I'm a pastor. <laughs> and uh, I love Jesus. <laughs> to go uh, travel to Melbourne yesterday with, with Coral. Um, we went to uh, Numa Church. They were having a, a healing summit and uh, and the, um, the person who looks after the healing rooms at Bethel Church was, was ministering there and um, unpacked that at another time. But... but um, it was good, <laughs> and God's presence was in the in the place. Um, and you know, there was a lot of things that were said that I wrote down, and and uh, I'm sure they'll come out at some stage. But there was one thing that he he said that was really, really, um, really stuck with me, and. And he said that, you know, we, we do have an enemy and the enemy is at work and the enemy is darkness. And as Christian people, we can, we can focus on that. We can have our focus on the darkness and battle the darkness. You know, we, 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 we do have weapons of warfare. It's the word of God. Sword of the Spirit. We can battle the darkness or... We can look into the face of Jesus. <laughs> we, can, we can focus on the light. And the thing about light, you put light into a dark space. What happens to the darkness? It's gone. It goes. It disappears. What do we focus on as, as, as Christian people, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, there is a, there is, I was speaking briefly this morning in our, in our prayer meeting about revival. Revival is something that we, we're looking for, but where does revival begin? Where does it begin? Begins in the individual heart, begins in our hearts. And as we individually, as believers, as people in the body of Christ, as stones in the temple, as we set aside time, as we set aside that space for God to speak to our hearts, that's where it begins. That's where it begins. And you say, well, I'm, I'm too busy. You know, life's too busy. I haven't got time for that. Hello. All God's looking for is, a, is an agreement, 
as a as a declaration, as a as a as a coming together of of you know you might have a busy you know we've all got busy lives, but it's it's that that heart response towards God is God I want to be able to spend time with you. I want to get into your presence. God hears that. If that's the heart, if that's your heart, God hears that. He'll make a way. (laughs) He'll make a way. He'll make a way for that to happen. But it's got to start in us. It has to start in us. And as it as it as it begins to as it, it begins and continues to happen in us, we come together corporately. That corporate anointing just overflows. <laughs> and do you think that's going to draw His presence? <laughs> when people just pour out their love to Him. You know, Ken, you said at the start, those songs were fairly repetitive. You know, I have been in a place before where singing something that, same line over and over again, I thought, how many times are we going to sing this? How many times are we going to sing the same thing? Yeah, you're singing it, but you think, how many times are we going to sing this? I've come to recognise and realise when that thought's going through my mind, I am not in the right place before <laughs> before him <laughs> to receive anything. So I've been there. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Are you all right this morning? Everyone okay? <laughs> I did have something to speak of. <sighs> um, for the most part of the start of this year, we've 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 actually been. Focusing on kingdom. Because that's what Jesus came to bring. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Not little kingdoms. Not our own little kingdom. But the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And, you know, we've, we've aligned a few, a few things, I suppose, in... Um, and it started with the coffee. It was Kingdom Coffee. Kingdom Coffee. It's Kingdom Kids. Kingdom Youth. Because it's the kingdom. It's the kingdom. And a number of weeks ago, a month ago, more than a month ago, I spoke about the kingdom. And what, what was said in Scripture regarding the kingdom. And Jesus had a lot to say about the kingdom. He had parables about the kingdom. He was all of the kingdom, the kingdom. And in Matthew, it was the kingdom of heaven that um, it's recorded. In the other Gospels, it's the kingdom of God. And, um, and you know, there were reasons for that. We, we won't go over that again. But... I had the question, so what is the kingdom? What is the kingdom? And it's the realm 
where God rules and reigns as king. The realm where God rules and reigns as king. Huh. Is that what is that what is happening in your heart today? Is God the one who is ruling and reigning as king in your heart today? It's a question for each of us. And you know, it's a, it's <laughs> it might be a question each morning. Get up. God, are you ruling and reigning as king in my heart today? I want you to rule and reign as king in my heart today. Jesus said in Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of God is within you. You know, the, the, the disciples, you know, the ones that gathered around Jesus, they initially and maybe quite a way through, they were looking for Jesus to bring the kingdom of God, the, the, you know, the Israelite kingdom back, you know, kick out the Romans and rule and, you know, kingdom on earth and... And he had a difficulty in getting across the message. That's, that's, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to develop, to establish the kingdom within the hearts of those who believe in me. Established in the hearts of those that believe. And when it's established in the heart, there's an outflow. There's an outflow of action. There's an outflow. There's... there's we're different, supposed to be different, different decisions, different actions. But it has to start in the heart. It's not an external thing. It's a heart condition. The kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you've got your Bibles, let's turn to Matthew chapter 13. And we t know that Jesus started off Matthew chapter 13 with the parable of the of the sower, the different soils, the different heart conditions, the hard heart, the stony heart, the thorny heart, and the good heart. The word is the same. The word goes out, and it's our heart that receives it or does not. Then he went on to talk about parables, more parables, and parables of the kingdom. And I want to have a look at one this morning. It's Matthew chapter 13, verse 24, starting in verse 24. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares amongst the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? 
How then does it have tears? He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, no, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let them grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now, um, I came off a farm and um, fairly, um, fairly conversant with uh, wheat crops and, and whatever, and, and uh, you know, you'd, have a, you'd have a wheat crop. And, and the, the tares were, um, other versions call them darnel. It's, it's a wild rye. And, uh, and sometimes you'd, you'd see this, you know, the weeds. They'd stick up above the wheat. Um, but, um, but you'd see them there. And um, this, this darnel, often found in wheat fields, but it often hosts a fungus. And that fungus is toxic. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> How Jesus used um, yeah, natural, natural things that people could understand. And like some of his parables, he put them out there and the people, they were left with the parable. But his disciples, he would take aside and he would explain the parables and he did that with this one. So the, verse 36, Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. So Jesus was sowing good seed. Always sowing good seed. The Word of God. He was the Word of God. Speaking into the lives of people. He who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers <laughs> are the angels. <laughs> We've been hearing a little bit more about angels and angelic activity of late doesn't mean that they haven't been around it just means we're becoming more aware of angelic activity <laughs> mm. yeah verse 40 therefore as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire so it will be at the end of this age the son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine <coughs> forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is really a very confronting parable. It is a confronting thing if you read it carefully and, and see what Jesus is actually saying here. 
the angels, the messengers, will gather out of the kingdom all who lead others into sin. All who, everything that causes offence. Then the righteous will shine like the sun. The righteous. Who are righteous? Those who seek the will of God. Those who seek after the will of God. And, you know, you, you hear a parable of this nature and you think, okay, it's, Lord, you, you're saying in your kingdom there are, there are people in your kingdom who you have placed and there are people in your kingdom that the enemy has placed. How can that be? But there it is. There it is. Our role is not to go around saying, oh, there's, 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 there's some wheat. Oh, that, that's a tear. That's not our job. Don't go there. Do not go there. God is the judge and he will judge righteously. Don't do that. Don't go there. Love people. Love people. Always. Always. Now, does it mean that, that we're not to be discerning? Absolutely we are to be discerning. It says that we are to discern spirits. That's fine. But don't judge. Don't go there. You know, when I, when I pull out a weed at home, which happens sometimes, um, sometimes, when I pull out a weed or a plant that I, you know, it's not in the right place, whatever, I don't want it, I, I don't just pull the thing out and throw it away. I pull it out and I knock off the soil. Why do I do that? Because it's the soil that produces. I want to keep the soil. I don't want the particular weed, but I want the soil. So I kick off the soil, soil stays, weed goes. And... You know, there, there, is, there is purpose in everything in, in, in God. And when the disciples, uh, sorry, in that, in that parable where, where, the, um, where the servants asked the master, do you want us to go and pick out the weeds now? He said, no, unless when you're pulling out the weeds, you pull out some of the wheat with it. You just need to be really, really careful. We need to be gentle in the way that we conduct ourselves. Um, we need to be those who do not cause offence. We need to be those who do not cause another, maybe immature believer, to stumble because of any of our, our actions. And this parable speaks about the time of the uh, to, towards the end of the age, and we we know that the time is linear, but it has a it has an end point. The Bible talks about the end point. I don't know exactly where we are in that in that um, in that time, 
but we are a whole lot closer to the end than we were um, some time ago. Every day, it's a day closer. And we can see the things that are happening in our world and we think, wow, you know, this, there's a lot of darkness there. And, and Lord, you know, you said that you're going to produce a church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And that's not exactly what we see. But in this parable, towards the end of, of Jesus' explanation of it, the angels will gather out of the kingdom all things that offend And then the righteous will shine as bright as the sun. There's a work that is happening. It's happening now. It's going to continue to happen that God is producing in us, in his church, that which he will be pleased to come and uh, and, and join himself with, the bride and the bridegroom. Just with that thought, Keep that thought there and turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Yeah, chapter 11 in Hebrews talks about all those that have gone before, all all those that... um, were looking for what God was doing, those that had faith as their primary um, uh, direction. And uh, start of, of chapter 12, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, there are ones that have gone before us who have shown us what faith can produce, what faith, how faith will hold you in that in that in that stream that, that God has you, has you in. But it goes on through um, verse uh, chapter 12 and it, it talks about what God is producing and, and it, it mentions when God went to his, his nation, took, took his people out of Egypt, created a nation and he wanted to have fellowship. He wanted to be intimate with them. But... They wouldn't come near. And, you know, they came to the mountain and, and look, I can understand in the natural it was fire and smoke and, and thunderings and whatever. And they were frightened. They were afraid. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't come near God. And even Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But he went anyway. <laughs> and what did he get? <laughs> He got the experience that few others have had. He got to see, you know, the, the, the presence of, of God. And they had to cover his face with a veil because he just shone. <laughs> and that's what that, that's what that, um, that parable, that explanation of the parable. The righteous will shine like the sun. There's going to be a manifestation. There will be a manifestation of the sons of God. It will be something that will be visible. It will be tangible. It will be something that will draw. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But then it um, goes on. So I want to pick it up in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 25. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. God is drawing, the Holy Spirit is drawing us to himself. He wants us close 
closer than we could, we could possibly be with any relationship. He wants us under his wings. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. So in that time... God was speaking. God was saying, come close, and they would not come close, and, and they refused. And they spent however long, 40 years, whatever, in a, in a position, in a wilderness experience, because they didn't listen. They didn't listen to what God was saying. They wouldn't come close. And Jesus was saying, come close. Come close to me. Holy Spirit is saying, come close. If, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, that was back in that time, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates a removal of all those things that are being shaken as of things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Reverence. And godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. It finishes. Reverence and godly fear. We all go through stuff, don't we? Anyone not go through anything? No? No? Yeah, we all? Yep. I think, yep, common condition of humanity. And and sometimes, you know, you, you, you go through things and it's it's from unbelievers and, and you think, yeah, okay. They don't know God. And sometimes you go through things and it's with believers. And you think, what's going on there? And, you know, we need, we need to take personal responsibility for anything that on our part that causes anything. That, that's something that we need to do before God. But sometimes I look and I, and, and, and I listen and I hear things that are said and, and, and attitudes and I, I, sometimes I see the word of God being put aside for another path. And I think, what's missing? What's missing when, we, when, a, when a, a believer can do that? Reverence and godly fear, absent. This is not a game. This is not a game. Shaking will come. 
and you think, well, you know, well, we've, we've had a few years of, of, of shaking. <laughs> yeah. The structures of society will be shaken. And those clinging to those structures are going to fall. They're going to go with the structures. The structures of our society will collapse. Are we so joined to the structures in our society that we'll not understand when, whoop, time to let go. Time to let go. It's not a game. It's a serious business. <laughs> and you say, well, why are you laughing? Because God sits in the heavens and he laughs at all the works of the enemy. All the works of the enemy. He holds the enemy in derision. Laughter is good medicine. The enemy hates laughter. Hallelujah. We heard some amazing testimonies of, of what laughter can do in, in the area of healing. <laughs> I'll share with you another, another time, but out of this world, literally, literally, Laughter is a weapon. Glory to God. Now, when we look at our society, as, as Christian people, you know, we look at our society and we say, it seems to be an absence of life. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the life. So when a society rejects Jesus, they've actually rejected life. They've rejected light and, and gone for darkness, but there is no life. And I just want to um, read something that Jesus said in Mark, Mark chapter 4, and it's about harvest. And sometimes we get a little bit discouraged. We think, oh, look, it's, everything is so dark. And I said, I talked about it before. Don't focus on the darkness. Bring the light into the darkness. And dispel it. So Mark chapter 4, verse 26, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is, 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 is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. How, how, do, how, does, it, how does that all happen, you know, in the, in the natural? Well, it just happens because... Everything is in the seed that tells the seed what it needs to do to grow and produce and, and, and give a crop. 
It's, it's in the seed. You know, we have the seed of the word of God in our heart. We have that seed in our heart. Everything that's needed is in that seed. And it will grow. It will grow. If it's in good, if it's in good ground, it will grow. You water it. And it will grow. And it grows. And it, it gets to a point where it's, it's ready to be harvested. And uh, John 4.35 says, Do not say, Jesus said, Do not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And I said to you, I came off a farm and, and, and you know, we, we knew when it was time to, to strip, the, strip the, the, the crops because there was not a skerrick of green left in anywhere in the crop. Everything green was gone. It was crispy. It was, it was, you could say everything standing there in a standing crop of grain ready to be harvested is dead. There's actually no life in that standing crop of grain. A crop ready to be harvested is dead. The harvester's souls is taking dead people who don't know Jesus, who have no life in them, and bringing them to life by the Spirit of the living God. We can, it's, it's how you look at it. We can look at our society and say, it's so dark, it is so dead. Great, ready for harvest. <laughs> ready for harvest. Ready for a harvest. No life. Standing there, waiting. Ready for a harvest. Hallelujah. As we press into God. As we press into God. Forget yourself. Forget about yourself. Stop looking at, we're going to stop looking at ourselves. Stop it. Look to what God wants to do with you. Look what God wants to do with you. And as that's the attitude of your heart, attitude of my heart, God empowers us to do exactly what he said his church needs to do. And that's bring in the harvest. (laughs) Make disciples of all nations. Bring the light of the gospel into the hearts of those who don't have it. Now, God's going to do, he's going to do his, his cleaning up. He's going to clean up his church. That's his job. Not my job. Not my job to clean up the church. His job. He's got lots of angels 
who are very powerful beings <laughs> who are assigned that role. What's my job? My job is to allow God to do exactly and all that he wants to do in my heart. <laughs> and that's your job too. It's your job too. And then we put ourselves in a position where he can do anything because God is, is a sovereign God. But he's purposed to co-labor with us. <laughs> Work that out. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because that's his will. That's what he's purposed to do. And he will, and he will have his bride. He will have his church, which is going to be without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, there's, there's, there are things that are coming that will be difficult. You know, the structures and all the rest of it that is going to be shaken. Not only on earth, but in heaven. And and we know the, the end of that. Heaven gets shaken so hard the, the, the devil gets flung out. <laughs> no place found for him anymore. Mm. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you that you are sovereign. Lord, that you are the God of gods, the King of kings, Lord of lords. And Lord, we do want to know you. Lord, we do want to experience all that you have. Lord, we do want to be changed from the inside out. Lord, we do want to be effective vessels in your hand. Lord, to be able to to move, to be able to speak, to be able to, to lay hands, to be able to do all those things that you've said in your word that that we that's what you have us to do. So Father, as we give over our hearts to you completely, holding nothing back. Lord, your power is unlimited and your grace is there. And Lord, we just want to be able to flow in that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, next, next week is Easter. And uh, next Friday, Easter Friday, is uh, there's going to be a presentation of the way of the cross. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I'll make a confession. I've never been to the way of the cross. Anyone's been to the way of the cross before? Some people, okay. Um, it's a presentation of the of the last of Jesus going to the cross. Um, there's a lot of work gone into into this one and um, it will be good. <laughs> I'm going to struggle with it a little bit because um, 
Caleb is playing Jesus. So that's going to be, that's my son. Um, yeah. And, um, but uh, this has been a really special time because there's uh, an, a, lo- a lot of the churches in Benio have, have, um, have worked together to, 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 um, to cooperate with this, which is whenever that happens, you know God's moving in there. Um, so um, there, there will be, um, as well as the presentation, there will be an opportunity for um, a whole bunch of, of people to, to be able to um, be in that crowd that's looking and testify, speak, minister, explain what people have just seen. Because there's going to be people that see this, they've got no idea. <laughs> and the, the process is, is, is this, that um, all the people who have been okayed by their church to be involved in this will have a cap, white cap. It's got a cross and a, a swirl. It's the, it's the logo of um, the way of the cross. So just to be able to identify people. And after... Um, that is um, the the way of the cross has has been completed. There'll be an opportunity for um, for all these people <laughs> to to be able to get beside and 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 um, yeah testify minister to those who uh, who are seeking. Great opportunity, tremendous opportunity. Now we've. We had to um, uh, purchase some some caps um, for that. So if um, if you're thinking, yeah, that's uh, that's me. I'd like to be able to be in that position to to uh, to speak um, to people after that. Please come and see me after the um, after the service, okay? Because we need to know. How many, uh, how many bodies? I know there's a couple of people have already seen me, um, so that will be uh, that will be a special special opportunity. Hallelujah. Good question, Ken. Love questions. It is um, seven thirty. The actual um, presentation, seven thirty or seven. Confirming, confirming. It is in Roslyn Park, okay, so um, I think stage near the Rotunda. Is that the Rotunda? No. Is there? Look at that, stage in Roslyn Park. I know the, um, if you've got a, if you're a cat person, it'll be a, a 6.30 near the, at the main stage. Yeah, 7.30 start in Roslyn Park. Uh, Friday. the Good Friday. Good Friday. This Friday coming. Hallelujah. We're going to have communion. So, um, Rosemary. If you don't have your communion cups, they, they are up on the back.
last week I had the privilege of um, being out with the children and um, uh, Coral's been working on them all this year about, you know, what we say and what God says about you and, you know, what comes out of your mouth and declarations and um, it was very encouraging. So each, each Sunday they uh, make this declaration and um, I'm just going to read it to you. It says, I declare, so you'll recognise several scriptures in this declaration. So, I declare I am powerful and what I believe changes the world. So today I declare God is in a good mood. <laughs> he loves me all the time. So can you imagine there's 15 children out there saying this? Um, he loves me all the time. Nothing can separate me from his love. Jesus' blood paid for everything. I will tell nations of what he has done. I am important. How he made me is amazing. I was designed for worship. My mouth establishes praise to silence the enemy. There's that, that's that scripture that says about babes. Silences the enemy from their praise, babies. So everywhere I go becomes a perfect health zone because with God, nothing is impossible. Now, I, um, I actually probably stole it, but I, I took one home <laughs> and I put it on my... I don't think it belonged to any of the children. I think it was a spare. And I put it on my fridge and um, I have heard this declaration before and I've seen it up framed um, in, in some families' homes. And um, the thing that really jumped out for me was that Jesus' blood paid for everything. Jesus, do we get that? And um, this is a recalibration, isn't it? Someone said that to me. We were talking about um, uh, communion and they said, it is, it's like a recalibration. So we've come in from the week and, you know, things have happened and we reset ourselves. Like we re reset our, the time back to, we got our hour back today. I was pleased. <laughs> um, and so you're, it's a reset so for me, communion is a reset because the focus then can shift if we find ourselves with some spots on our righteousness garment, you know, because unbelief or, you know, not trusting God or all of those kind of things. This is an opportunity. And for me, it was an opportunity to say, okay, Rose, Jesus' blood paid for everything for you. And, um, and so the scripture, um, I had a couple of scriptures. 1 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And uh, we've heard about righteousness this morning. Um, he was righteous, perfect. But he did this, died on the cross for us because we weren't and he paid the price so that we could be. 
And uh, the Passion Translation says, For God made the only one, we sang about that this morning, the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. So we take communion because we have a relationship with him. We're saved, born again, and this is something that we do. And um, second, uh, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5 says... For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Je- Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And the Passion Translation says, For God is one and there is one mediator between God and the sons of men, the true man Jesus, the anointed one. And he gave himself as a ransom payment For everyone, now is the proper time for God to give the world his witness. And so we're talking about the harvest. Tim was talking about the harvest this morning. It's sort of like, what is this all for? It's it's for the now is the proper time. Can we get that in our spirit? He is the one God. He was the only one that was spotless, that could come. And and his father chose to send him and he chose to come. And he's our mediator between the father and us. He gave himself a ransom. And so because he paid the ransom for us, his blood has paid for everything. Everything that we need. What's everything? Sins forgiven, washed clean, <laughs> Eternity set free from everything that should that would hold me back from serving Him, healing, restoration of relationships, provision, and protection. I'm sure there's lots of others, but they they were when I ask ask God to give me a list. That was, but even if it was just the first one, even if it was just the sins forgiven, washed clean, that'd be worth it even if there wasn't eternity attached to that. But there is eternity attached to that and Jesus' blood paid for everything. So can we just stand? We just thank you, Jesus, that your blood has paid for everything. So whatever the need is in this room, that you have paid for that and and it's ours it's ours to have and I thank you Lord for the healing I thank you for the salvation I thank you for the provision I thank you for the restoration of um, relationships and and Lord uh, and I thank you for the protection that you've given us and I speak those things over this congregation today and their families that are represented and we Thank you, Lord, that your blood has paid for everything. And we just will eat together now in Jesus' name.
And as we drink of the juice uh, this morning, let us just grasp hold of the reality of what his blood has paid for. And as we drink it, that so it be unto us. In Jesus' name, let's drink. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. There is no one like you. There's no one like you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. got to find the announcements. <laughs> um, before I say the announcements though, there were just two things that I wanted to quickly share. Uh, and the first one was to do with the importance of the fear of God. I heard a message by Francis Chan and it really shook me. And it was the fact that Lucifer was in heaven experiencing the full glory of God. And we as Christians, we desire the full glory of God. But without the fear of God, we can fall just like Lucifer. So that's how important that is in our lives. And the second thing was the last song we sang uh, has a quick story. So Jeremy Riddle was worship leading in uh, Jesus Image Church and it got to a point where there was just this holy hush. He was on his face. There were other worship leaders on the stage, a husband and wife team. And the wife, who's quite prophetic, uh, was hearing this, this, this sound, these words, this melody. And she tapped her husband on the, the shoulder and he's like, what? She goes, do you hear that? And he's like, just, just just, chill. He's the more sensible, grounded one of the pair. And, and she's like, no, 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 do you hear that? And then he listened and he actually started to sing back to her what he was hearing. And it was coming from a direction where there were no people. And it was the angel singing, he is wonderful. He is wonderful. So what you are singing is what the angels sing to Jesus, that he is wonderful. All right, weekly announcements. Okay, so we have Monday the 3rd, Coffee for Parents and Kingdom Playgroup at 9 p.m. 9 a.m., sorry, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Don't come then. 9 a.m. <laughs> Tuesday the 4th, Women's Meeting at Lockie and Rosemary McKinnon's at 7.30 Wednesday the 5th, the power of this place, prayer meeting for our church community here at 7.30. Thursday the 6th, the power for the school, prayer meeting for school community in the Williams Room, which is just at the back there, at 9.30. We have our church camp coming up. So that is held on Friday the 7th to Sunday the 9th at Getaway in Axdale. The cost will be $100 per person uh, and kids under five are $50.
So I believe we can find those details on the website and uh, you can register through there as well. Uh, what have we got? Um, Facebook page. We have a, a church Facebook page. So get involved with that. <laughs> um, and if you are not currently connected in that space but would like to be, please see Mal or Coral after the service and they will add you to the group. And that's that one. Oh, and um, Mel just wanted you to know that we don't have a Friday, good, good Friday service, but we have our normal Sunday service. Just one thing before we finish, um, we have a new member of our church that we need to welcome and I think she's up there in that lovely pram and I'm looking forward to meeting her today because I didn't get to last week. So um, let's welcome Esther uh, to Larissa and Shane's family. So nice to have her with us. Great. Good morning and God bless you everyone.